only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Andrew, what are your top foods so far in this show? Just jumping right into it. All of them except for, you know what? I would even try Soma's weird gross food and and gross girl whose name I don't remember is food. The, the one who's basically like an old-timey witch who lives back in the forest with the cauldron and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I got the impression she does like, I think she does like fermented fish stuff, which I mean, I'd try that. Yeah. I don't know, like, these, set, these sets of episodes, I gotta say, the food that did it for me the most is I want to try those noodles. And the buns. The buns look good, but, like, just from a, I don't, I don't know, something something about the noodles for me was like, okay, that especially sounds like it would just hit the spot. But then again, I, I like, you know, like a nice noodle and a, you know, clear broth. It's hard to say no. Welcome to AWAM. Anime was a mistake. I'm your host, Andrew, and that is your host, Tim. This is Tim. You found me. Yes. I'm here on this, on this show again. You can't hide from <laughs> me. So we did something pretty interesting uh, the weekend before this goes out. We did the, we co-casted the anime awards. Basically just meaning we, we were on Twitch and we were making fun of it. Yeah, I mean, like, we didn't make fun of all of it, but... Not all of it. Like, some of it was good. Xavier Woods was there. Oh, yeah, he's great. He's great, yeah. Like, I'm not even, like, huge into wrestling. I do think Xavier Woods is really good. It was a really good choice for this, too. Also, uh, what was his name? Tim Liu, the Crunchyroll representative who was kind of there the whole time. It was also pretty good. Yeah, like, at first, I didn't think I was going to like his bit, but when he started to interact more with Xavier Woods, it was like, okay, these two together, actually, it works pretty well. Yeah, they could cast maybe some of the presenters better. Yeah. Or just not put them out there. I think in some ways they put some of the presenters out there to die. <laughs> maybe. They might have. Uh, so Also, the... just a message. Pay your audio guy. Pay for oh, an audio man. guy. Please, just, you really need to. Guys, guys. Next time, next time, just fly me out to San Francisco. I, I do this stuff, you know, just give me a nice fat paycheck, fly me out to Fran San Francisco, I'll do your sound for you. Honestly, those cross-country <laughs> flights suck. I mean, yeah, it's better than, it's a bit better than, uh, like, I went to Hawaii a few years back, that was, oof, like, there That's was, like, 
two connections and it ended up being like over 24 hours from like where I left to getting in onto the big island and I mean and I did not sleep at all during those 24 hours and I barely slept the night before so that that was hell uh, see, I'm lucky. I sleep pretty easily on planes. I do not. But I will say, Hawaii's beautiful. I'll say that much. Absolutely gorgeous. Also, now let's talk about Hawaiian food. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, dang. But yeah, can people see like the replays of that if they really wanted to? Yeah, on... it's, yeah it's up on the, on the Twitch page. Honestly, the easiest way to do it is just go to the AWAM uh, Twitter profile aom underscore pod and there's you know links to it yeah that's the easiest way to get there honestly okay yeah so what have you been watching this week i watched a little gundam stardust memories uh that intro is still i think one of the best intros ever Mm. the original one not the not the second opening the second opening is way less good but the first one is just like they like are like have like this really strong ticking sound that's not annoying and they go through kind of the different uh, years that between because it's it's after the end of the one year war, but before oh, the Titans or whatever. Right. And that's uh, that, is that Zeta Gundam that the Titans are in. Do I get this right? Yes. OK. For those who don't know. So the original Gundam is part of was that is that Universal Century? Yes. OK. So that whole timeline, there's a bajillion different Gundam shows that are actually part of the same like timeline and universe but there's a bunch of spin-off ones too so Startup's memory is just what one in many like so you get the original you yeah, got I Zeta Gundam might be an OVA Zeta. unicorns there original unicorn sucks the remake of unicorn I did enjoy I think I've mentioned that before on this but I actually like the remake of uh whatever they called the it's their still, mulligan it's still a bit to space magic for me but hmm. although again i say this as i like i love zeta and double zeta so i mean also the whole like it's kind of unavoidable seeing as the unicorn gundam itself like its whole idea behind it is it's built for space magic but weirdly i think it's really weird so towards the end of the universal century they start adding these things they call funnels to mobile suits, which is basically just like little flying guns that they control with their brain. I like the funnels. Well, it's like, I have zero problem with the space magic making you be able to aim guns all over. Yeah, no, that, see, that, it's just visually more appealing for what you want out of Gundam. This but, but for Unicorn, where they're like, I don't know, space magic makes the framework better. I'm like, ooh. Too far. See, I don't know. I can I can take space magic pretty much up into a certain point. Like when you're you're pushing a meteorite back with all the space magic. Like that's when you you gone a bit too far. But yeah. Further or less far than Tequila Gundam in coming from Space Mexico. I mean, Tequila Gundam's great and not at all like problematic or anything like that. Tequila Gundam's the best. <laughs> but I don't know what you're talking about. Space magic, though, eh, eh, I can take it or leave it. I mean, then again, I am pretty fond of a lot of the Gundams where space magic just isn't there. But yeah, enough about true. Gundam. Let me tell you what I watched this week. I didn't watch anything this week. <laughs> I mean... Cool. I where can people find your takes on nothing? My hot takes? Your hot you nothing takes. 
give me those boots. I talked about Bloodborne slightly, I think. You did. I, I don't know, like, I, I, I'm in danger. I might just start talking about Bloodborne and nothing else on Twitter. I mean, Bloodborne's kind of anime. I, I mean, not really, but it's Japanese. <laughs> Look, Tim, anything can be anime if you really try hard enough. Oh, uh, I mean, I guess. Anime is a I state guess. of mind. Anime's in your heart. The way of life. <laughs> it's the space magic inside of all of us. <laughs> all right, Andrew, where can they find you? At Andrew Sisson on Twitter, and then also the podcast itself has a feed, AWAM underscore POD. Instagram for the podcast is the same as the Twitter one, we have a Facebook page, and you can find everything at AWAM.pizza, the best URL. Mm-hmm. Also, don't forget to like, star, and subscribe, because we are legally obligated by ourselves and our own self-interest to tell you that every time, so please just do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not wrong. Please, I'm Naked begging you. Naked self-promotion. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But so let's let's talk about season three. We've made it to season three and stuff is getting spicy. Ooh, it is getting spicy. And a little fashy at the end. A little. Well, we're not quite there. We're not quite there yet. That's that's next episode where we really get to see. Please. That his age. outfit screams fascist. I mean, yeah, I guess. But it also kind of screams like. Serial killer pervert? So the character we are talking about is Irina, uh, her dad, slash the son of the head of the school. He's he's creepy. He's, he's very creepy looking. Yeah. He really reminds me. There's actually a um, very popular Japanese fashion that is super monochrome. Hmm. And I really wish I remembered what it was called. Okay, Andrew from the future here. What I was thinking of was mode fashion in Japan, which is, think, a lot of monochrome, pretty conservative, higher-end dress style. Labels are super important. That's what I was thinking of and I couldn't think of. Now, away! But you know what I do care about, Andrew? I care about these characters. Slightly. It I mean, was... Actually, I do really like some of them. I think we got, like, uh... We got... So, you know how we were talking about, like, Pickling Boy and, like, Brine Girl and Meat Girl? Which, yeah. Oh, wait, before we get started, I do have to talk about something with, uh, what's her name? Nagumi? No. Which character? Meat Girl. Oh, um... Ooh, that's a good Why question. Why am I... This is bad. This is not a good sign. Is it Igumi? Isn't it with an I? Not not like Megumi, but like a Ikumi or something. Ikumi, maybe? Maybe. Man. Meat girl. She has Actually, two... this is a really good time to talk about... I'm sorry to interrupt, Andrew. Yeah. But I accidentally started watching an episode from season four, and I got through like the uh, the 
animate like the the intro video the opener before i realized i was in the wrong place but the opener in season four they already do this thing like pretty much in every season of uh food wars where the the opener just all, all you're really seeing is here's the different characters remember that they're in the show they went a step further in season four and they gave everyone name tags basically like having their names pop <laughs> yes. up along with showing the character like this show knows it has so many fucking characters, you can't keep track of everybody. So much so that they had to put everyone's names, like, next to them. Like, okay, watch this before you watch the new episode so you maybe remember everyone's names. That's how deep this goes. Yeah. But so, she... I don't know if I never noticed this before, but she has two two sniper laser sights just on her boobs constantly. <laughs> You mean like the uh, the the shine? Yeah, but like they the, look li- they look like laser sights. They kind of do. Like I don't know. Like I guess is she supposed to be like constantly greased up? But like it's way too red. Is is the issue? Mm. Okay, uh, Ikumi Mito is her name. So That's it is it. Ikumi. There we go. I had to pull up a list of all the all the characters. We're back on track. But, no, we complained about in the tournament arc that basically people were brought in because we were coming back to it kind of cold. People were brought in. We're just like, oh, yeah, they're just the the pickle person, the meat person, you know. Actually, I would say, like, Ikumi actually at least has, like, more character well, yeah. time than a lot of the, the other background characters. Like, most of the people at the Polar Star Dormitory, like, they just do not, like, actually matter except for, yeah, they know this one thing. But but see what's nice is that I think they're really starting to expand that now, like mm. like this this arc was basically partially hey remember everyone and give them a little bit more character the arc. I mean I would say again except for most of the polar star people who well yeah like, but they yeah. get they get that later. But yeah why don't we go and so the first what I think four episodes. Are the are the food festival the moon festival? Ah, oh. where basically so, the the like high ranking first years meet some of the the elite ten people and get to eat some of their food. Ah, yes. And then someone's like, "So who's gonna fight me?" And Kuga, who's the Szechuan Chinese expert, is like, "Oh no, you beat me." Then all right. Basically, Soma has to beat him at something before he'll take a Shokugeki. So he's got to—he's basically got to prove himself first, and of course, like immediately finds you know a way to prove himself with. They're having a—they're having a big like five-day festival where you can set up a stall and see how many sales you get. When I say a stall, I—I I, actually that's only one area of it. There's also like full-blown super fancy restaurants. Yeah, it kind of has different levels of of fanciness. Yeah. And so, yeah, he sets up right outside the other dude's place, and he's like, all right, head on. I'm doing Chinese, you're doing Chinese. Except I do want to talk more about this after we talk about the arc, but uh, the whole China versus Taiwan thing was really interesting and just got more and more apparent as he kept, Mm. like, Soma kept making Taiwanese dishes. The other dude kept (laughs) making... Szechuan dishes, and if you know anything about the politics of those two countries, they kind what of... What two countries, Andrew? Oh, you mean one China? Because... Sorry, it, let me I, rephrase. I, I, uh, they both think that they're one country, but in different ways. Yeah. It's a mess. 
It's a mess. And, and like, now the Chinese government officially hates us for saying that. I'm sorry. The, they officially the hated us already. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh. We need the poo. <laughs> All right. Oh. But I kind of noticed that more and more, and we'll talk about that more after. But after so, we talk about free Hong Kong revolution of our time. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now I'm now I'm having fun with this. Uh yeah. So. Soma starts out at a huge disadvantage. The other guy literally builds a gigantic, like, beautiful restaurant in the middle of this area. Basically from scratch. It's it's fun. You, you get to see all It's like, he has his own Chinese food club. And all the club members, like, just carrying in the pillars to make this uh, pop-up When you have restaurant. Hojo, who went up against Megumi, I think, in season one. And she's helping them partially because she's like, He's taken over the Chinese club and is only doing Sichuan, which if you know anything about Chinese culture and, cu- and cuisine, they're super regional. So- they actually get into that really well in one of the, I think it's episode two. Something like that. Of season three. They get into, like, it's quick. It's not the sort of thing that's going to lose your interest when you're, you know, mostly here for the anime food battles. But they go into a quick lesson about, like, the regional cuisines of China. And I thought, I love when they do that. I love their little teaching moments. Yeah, and it was, like, enough that, like, look, if you wanted to learn more, you could easily know what to go to to find out more. But they don't tell you so much that it drags. Yeah. But, so, Soma basically uh, starts coming from behind by sheer effort and also people like him. He makes friends. And they help. There's a lot of factors. Yeah, episode four, you get a really good, like, everybody's coming together to help Soma because, you know, Soma's made so many friends and such a good impression on people. And you know what? Like, that is some real power of friendship stuff, and I like that. Yeah. Not the, like, power of friendship lets me shoot a really good laser, but when I'm in a pinch, my friends come and help me out. And he doesn't even ask them, which I think is cool. Like, it starts with Megumi being like, oh, yeah, just I assumed I would help you. Well, he did ask Mimasaka. Well, okay, yeah, that's I think true. that's it. Which is nice. I like that, you know, okay, he's he's full into his, like, redemption. Also, I like, loved the bit with him opening. <laughs> you could hear a diner, and everyone being like, "I'm what is going on? He's saying he's Soma. But also, this is really good. But also, he's saying he's Soma. That was really good. Like, ah. Uh, I, I mean, that that's honestly, like, I... I would have even been fine with them having that scene go on for a little bit longer. Like, I mean, like, what do you do in that situation? Do you run out or you just sit down and eat and go like, what the hell? Yeah. But yeah, so we get to see everyone kind of pitch in and help. Is it the fourth day Soma actually beats? Yeah, it's the fourth day he finally beats uh, Kuga in overall sales for the day. Yeah. And at this point... His sort of restaurant has evolved a lot. It started out as just a cart with stone oven for steaming buns, I guess. Then they added noodles. And then, then they added seating. Then they added walls with a ton of lanterns on it. That was nice. Well, no, before that, they added also the meatball with the curry inside and the map tofu. Uh, that's right. But yeah, you get, to, you get to see it evolve over a couple of days, which is, you know, why... You know, this one event, the festival, ends up taking, what, four episodes. But the I will pacing say it didn't is, drag very much for me. It didn't drag at all for me. I thought the pacing was spot on. I, I, I really enjoyed pretty much, I mean, this whole thing. Uh, I, 
I would say kind of the meat of the episode though like really all what you're getting is just some character time yeah uh, some uh, like other important character time you get uh so boy spice alice and kurokiba yeah they're a nice little try they they, they get they get teamed up basically because alice you know on a whim decided she wanted to do the festival but she didn't uh didn't put a form in to like get a booth uh soon enough she missed the deadline. So she basically just kind of walks in and goes like, okay, Boy Spice, uh, you have a booth. We're going to help you out. Okay, we're a team now. And also we see that she had talked to his adoptive mother and was like, this is a good friend thing. And, and she's like, Spice Boy has friends. Of course, do everything. I'll take care of everything else. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it was, it was good. Like, they really needed to get Boy Spice more character time. Just because... Yeah. Like, if they want him to be, an, like, in any way an important character, a reoccurring character, which they kind of positioned him with, you know, with winning the autumn elections and going up against Soma so often, like, they needed to flesh him out a bit more. Meanwhile, you know, like, yeah, I think Kirkiba and Alice are characters kind of in the same position, though they've had a bit more time given to them. So, in a, in a weird way, like, it worked out putting them all to, like, putting them all together was a good decision. Oh, absolutely. It, the character dynamics were purposefully, you know, also dysfunctional, and they ran with that and had fun with that. Uh, so I, I liked that. You know what I would have loved? Some time like that with the Polar Star Host Club. Mm, that would have been nice. Really, like, the only person who gets much talking time is the Elite Ten guy whose name I can never remember, even though he's the only important one. Nakey Boy. Yeah, Nakey Boy. Yeah, the one, the one who just runs around with his butt out most of the time. To be um, fair. Good butt. Yeah, good butt. Yeah, you, you get a little bit of him. See here. Who else? I mean, you see some like Akumi. You see yeah. some of the Aldinis. You we know. get a good they, check they both... in. Like, we get to check yeah. in kind of with everyone. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of these people are the people who come and, you know, help Soma out. Just because I guess they get some extra time or something. Yeah. Okay, Mimasaka is there first. The Aldinis should both show up. Uh, Akumi Nakumi. shows up. Megumi's been there the whole time. She's like uh, Soma's right hand. Oh, the business district guy, the regional Japanese people with the lanterns. Yeah, they're not really like characters though. <laughs> though I I did find it the business district guy stuck around for the entire day. Like he dropped off like some seating essentially for them so they could have a more restaurant feel. And then he's, you just keep seeing him in shots throughout the day eating. And it's just like, oh. have you just been sitting in the back eating all day? Wait, I, Is this how they their sales got so high? Yes. But also, another good shot that you just reminded me of. The the witch girl, whenever they're wheeling the cart around at night, he's while he's trying to like kind of figure out like what... Because he's using like free samples at night, I think in day three, to kind of nail what he, what he needs to do. Yeah. And... In the background, while he's talking about it, you just see Witch Girl just eating the uh, uh, the black the sesame buns. Yeah, just in the background of like, and they cut like three times, and she's just in the background in different ways each time, just eating a bun. <laughs> and like, I really enjoyed that. There were some really like she was like in the background of a lot of shots, and it was just like a fun little detail. They're just like back there doing something like. Her eyes might literally be spinning just because 
she's weird and creepy or so you know something like that i truly believe that this is where the show is starting to hit its stride i really enjoyed every single episode out of this this uh set and i'm excited for what we get to talk about next week yeah but i i guess so soma doesn't actually beat kuga in overhaul sales but they're kind of both unsatisfied because Kuga actually had a similar sort of deal going where the first seat would accept a Shokugeki if Kuga got top sales all five days. Yeah. So they both didn't get what they wanted. But I, I think there there is, you know, an amount of respect there. Yeah. That uh, Kuga finds at the end. Like, he ain't a bad guy. You know, he's, he's in, like, he's an obstacle in Soma's way, but he ain't a bad guy. Yeah. And so... We we also get to meet the second seat, uh, Rindo. Kind She's of, got the pointy teeth. Yeah, and uh, she ends up taking Soma and Megumi to Sukasa, the first seats restaurant. And he, I hate his style of cooking, and his philosophy. Mm. It's like why, what why a, don't you go to explain it? I mean, basically, he just goes, "I try to." withdraw my person my personality as much as i can from the food and maximize the ingredients as much as possible which then is kind of me putting myself into the dish because i don't want to put myself into the dish it gets a little it gets a little bit silly but at the same time i do think in a way it's a good choice for an eventual antagonist to have something so completely opposite of what the main characters oh yeah for I mean, I don't actually technically know if he's going to be an eventual antagonist, but I'm almost 100 percent sure. He definitely. Like is just going narratively, to. just like narratively, I'm I'm pretty dang sure of this. Like we're actually getting really close to the point in the show where I've seen up to on my own time. Like, yeah, because uh, I had already seen yeah, you know, obviously season one, but season two and a bit of season three. I think it's mid season three where. I left off because it's like, oh, we're going to be doing it anyways, so I'll, I'll stop watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so this also yeah. is when, like, Soma kind of has the realization that, like, the Elite 10 is, like, in some ways, like, way far ahead of him. Like, Soma's yeah. talking about just, like, the construction of the multi-course meal. Soma's like, I don't think I could do that right now. Oh, I did actually have a little, like, I don't know, strange nitpicky thing I noticed. Mm. So the... Like, some time has passed since the autumn elections, right? I don't think so. Okay, is it, like, is this still right after the autumn elections? Yeah, I think so. Cause, all right, because uh, his, seven, what, seven-course meal was, like, a taste of fall or whatever. And I'm like, is it fall? Didn't fall just happen? Didn't fall, o- fall over? No, no, it's but, still, there's okay. not been, like, a time skip. What, what happened right after the autumn elections then? Because I, I know some other stuff did happen. Um, that was stodgy air. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. long did that? Yeah, it's stodgy air, which is only like two weeks. Okay, so it would still be fall then. Yeah. Okay. Like so moon it's festival. Like... That's totally like a fall festival. Okay. So I was gonna say, like, if your if your whole theme is you know is autumn or fall, whatever, and it's springtime, and it's just like, why would you? Why? I don't, I'm, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I will admit that it's kind of unclear, but I'm like 99% sure it's still autumn. Okay, I, I accept that as an answer, and now I feel much better about this. Good. This food looked good. 
I don't I don't really understand what any of it was, but the shrimp cracker and on soup thing looked like what do you call that when you you grill up like a cheese until it's almost like a cracker? I, I, don't I think that's know. what that was, but with shrimps in it, that looked good. Yeah. It looked good. I mean, it looked sterile. You know, that it's kind of the stereotypical of what people think of as like high end dining. Hmm. McDonald's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But so, uh, but so, uh, after this meal, Soma is like, oh, I gave Arena a, a bun the other day. She owes me. I know she does reservations. We'll just go in anyways. She, uh, yeah. It, it, it's literally him just giving himself an excuse. Like, you can tell he kind of already knows that he was going to do this. And he even brings another bun just in case to try and make this excuse work better. Which, I mean, it, it wouldn't. But... You know, we get we get some other shenanigans. Yeah. Oh, also, it's important to say that we get several uh, interactions with Hisako and Soma, and you can see that their relationship has changed, and Arena actually starts to notice. Yeah. Well, like, after the stodgy air, like, there's respect there now. She's part of the friend gang. Also, you can tell that Arena's kind of softening a bit. Yeah. But also, she, like, she still hasn't quite understood, like, I hate to put it this way, but, like, she still hasn't quite understood friendship. And, like, doesn't well, quite get what's going on with, like, Hisako and Soma. She's like, she's treating him differently, but why? I mean, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get some reasons for why she maybe is a little bit messed up really soon. But first, I, I yeah. do want to mention, so, in Arena's super fancy restaurant, she leaves a table with a single setting open at all times. Even though, like, it's reservations only. This one... Stays open for walk-ins for one person in specific. A zombie. Particular. Uh, who? What? Nah. Jerry, Jerry, George, Giorgio? Giorgio. God, what's his name? Soma Dad. What's Soma's dad's name? Giorgio. Giorgio. Giorgio? Giorgio. Giorgio. Okay. Sorry, that was, that was probably my worst. <laughs> I was worried like, about you I, there. How do I say this? Oh, I guess, like, they got some past together where... I Yeah, I, I, we got a little bit of that, I think, in the first season. Yeah, I th- it's still kind of unclear. It seems like maybe he was her personal chef for a while, or maybe a teacher. Yeah, like, there's definitely some relationship there that was, like, very formative, and also, like, weirdly, she has a similar thing with him as Soma does, it feels like, yeah. where they're, like... They seem to want his, like, approval, both of them. And he's just not there. He's kind of an absent dad. Yeah. I've, I've actually thought about, like, you know, is he a bad dad a good bit? And I will say, I, I don't necessarily think he's a bad dad when you consider that he did kind of, like, the whole, like, opening up his diner while Soma was a kid thing. So he could, you know, spend most of his time with Soma. When specifically then- including Soma, like. In all the flashbacks, yeah. like, you see Soma, like, there, like, helping. Which, like, is not helpful. Like, a eight-year-old helping you in the kitchen is not actually usually helpful. No. But, you know, wanting to, like, it definitely seems like he took a step back from, like, high society culinary stuff to raise his kid. And then when mm-hmm. his kid was at the right age, was like, okay, go have the high school experience, you know, at this private, you know, live-in school anyways. 
Yeah, I would say kind of like sending like, him off to college. He's like a different dad, but I don't think he's a bad dad, or he's not I like a negligent dad. Like he he kind of disappeared now, but like he did spend most of his like it seems like most of his time. I don't know at what point he like did stuff uh, like for Arena. Like the timelines there is unclear, but it looks like he was mostly there all of the time with his son, and now his son has hit. You know, he's a teenager. It's good. It's good to give him some space. Yeah, I agree. So i I think I'm I think I'm on the uh, Jochiro's a good dad. Oh, side oh. Of things. So having watched further ahead, I'm all aboard the Jochiro train. Okay. All right. All right. I'll take that. As someone who also grew up weighing the affirmation of their father, <laughs> I understand this show in some ways. Uh, but, but yeah, she's leaving a table open for Jochiro. I mean, which is kind of a sad that like I don't know. Don't don't spend too much of your life waiting for somebody to you know pop back into it. That's but like, not a happy also, way I to respect live. it. I get it. I do. Yeah, but guess who shows up instead? Yeah, you you got you got Chekhov's empty table. It's got to be filled. It, so like much. it has to be. Except it's not. <laughs> uh, so who shows up first instead is her piece of shit father. God, he sucks. He's so bad. Like you you know like th- there's not even an iota of doubt from the first second you see him that he's the bad guy. They don't want you to even have a stray thought of, oh, well, you know, maybe he just looks kind of bad. Wait, no, you, mean the, immediately... you mean the guy dressed up like a like he's play acting a fascist is bad? I mean, yeah, yeah, Andrew, he is. He is bad. Wow. And he very quickly goes into monologuing about how like so many people are like lesser and they're trash and they don't deserve to eat good food. Yeah. Uh, I have in my notes. God, his views on art are whack. He sucks. Oh, man. And then I have like, the bullet point blood. But it's good because he is supposed to suck. He is supposed to. It gets very much... Okay, the speech you get in episode uh, five is... I would say it's more of a... This bit is a less bit less fascist. We get more into that. This part is more like almost like something about aristocracy, I suppose. You know, where, where it there's supposed to be this rich elite upper class... And it's only they who can understand. Like, it, it very much struck me as, like, okay, we need to go back to the days of aristocracy with cooking. Yeah, he kind of fluctuates between, like, a, like an almost like an oligarch mindset and, like, a fashy one. Which, to be fair, mm. those lines are pretty wibbly-wobbly to begin with. I mean, we're talking about, like, you know, different flavors of authoritarianism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so now, that's a soup you don't want to drink. Mm-hmm. Or perhaps say maybe a pill you don't want to take that is ah, red. <laughs> now, uh. he sits down and like, Arena's like, internally, like, you can tell she's freaking out. She's like shaking. It's not good. Like, yeah, the, 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 she is like seriously like scarred by her father. Like, you can tell like she's about to have like a nervous breakdown yeah. right there. We'll, we'll talk about that in episode six. It's a lot. Yeah, just when you're like, oh, this is really fucked up, you know, Soma walks in and starts acting like Soma. Yeah, he's and and he ends up going up to Azami. He's like, oh, cool, you you look like you're about to eat. Uh, no one else is sitting there. Do you mind if I sit and join you for dinner? And Azami's just like, you need to be more careful about who you're friends with. And he's like, I've lost my appetite, and leaves. And then the food cops come. 
<laughs> they are the food cops, so. The entrance is... Okay, so, Arena's father, and I think we might have forgotten to mention it. He's exiled from the school. He is not allowed there. So He's not even second, allowed to use the last name. No, he's not. And so, yeah, he's surrounded now by a bunch of, like, I don't know, Secret Service-looking cars. And the director's there, and is like, I told you to never come back. But plot twist, guys. So the Elite Ten has, like, unlimited power, essentially. Which means they can even fire the director and appoint a new one. So guess who our new director is, Andrew? Um, Bashy Arena's dad? Yeah, 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 it's him. That's him. Got one. So, you know, now instead of getting kicked out, he's in charge. And it's important to say and that what was it six to six to four, something like that. Six to four, seven to three. Although technically, one well, so technically, Arena didn't even know about it. Arena didn't know about it, and also the guy at Polar Star didn't know about it. Yeah, at least according to him. So I guess it's mostly just there were enough to be for it that I guess it maybe didn't matter. Mm. But yeah, it, it, it was it was either six or seven, but and and also importantly. One and two are behind the new Fashy Overlord. Yeah. I think Kuga might have been the other one who wasn't behind it. I think it honestly might have been, like, the first, like, the top seven were all in. No. I know for a fact that is not true. That's not true? Okay. But, yeah, Kuga was not in, Polar Star Dude was not in, Arena was not in, and one more of the people were was not in that I'm not going okay. to spoil. Then we, we've narrowed it down. It was six to four. Um, <laughs> we did it, guys. We figured Stop, out the counting. very important puzzle. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. So things are changing. Things are changing. But first, let's go down memory lane with Dojima and Jochiro meeting and uh, fi- and then finding out uh, Azami's taking over. I don't yeah. know if we knew this, but so Dojima was first seat. Jochiro was second. I think second, we did know that. And Azami was third, and they were all at Polar Star. Um, I'm not sure if we knew about the Polar Star bit. Like, I know we we knew that Jochiro was from Polar Star. And and Dojima. Okay. Okay, then we knew most of that. We probably just, we maybe didn't know the uh, Azami stuff. Well, like, we didn't know he existed, let alone. Well, we knew, there were had already been quite a few hints that Arena had a terrible dad. Well, yeah. I just mean, like, in relationship to Jochiro and Dojima. Yeah. True. But so we're starting yeah, to get a little bit. Back in those of, days, he just looked creepy, not necessarily evil. He just looked creepy. Yeah, yeah. And and like we're getting to see that there's like a there's like a parents and children struggle shaping up. Mm. It's a multi generational thing. Yes. And so Hisako is dismissed as Arena's secretary. Uh, and Arena, is, let's say, is much more muted than normal. Yeah. I can't imagine why. You you get to see, like, you do see, like, a bit of, like, what her childhood looked like. Also, specifically how Zami got exiled. So he, he was basically, like, I guess, like, weird brainwashing teaching, like, having her in a dark room eating food and then having to say that the food that he doesn't like is trash and throw it all away. Child after. abuse. It is child abuse. Is what it was weird. It was child abuse. It was just very weird child abuse based around food, throwing food away. Yes. But yeah, basically you get to see his weird food philosophy of like, well, if it isn't like th- specifically this, this, and that, then it's not real food. It's 
animal feed. I, it's, I think, the thing he likes to say yeah. a lot. And then, you know, um, Arena's grandpa, the former head of the school, bursts in and, you know, this flashback and is like, you're brainwashing my granddaughter. You, you know, get the hell away from her. Get the hell out of my school. Just based completely disowned. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, like, that's a pretty good reason to be like, nah, nah, you ain't my son no more. Yeah. And also, we get a lot of this through uh, Senzamon, who is the grandfather. And he, like, did he meet someone while he was, like, running or something? He stopped into Polar Star. That's what And then took Soma running. That's it. So, he's not the director anymore, so he's free to do whatever. And he's just gonna work out more. Yeah. (laughs) But decided to bring Soma along. It's interesting. Soma's reaction to kind of getting this, like, download is, like, well, no, my goal is the same. I want her to say my food is delicious. Mm. But also, like, this is the weird, like, all I can think about is the documentaries I've seen where, like, people leave a cult or, like, taken away from a cult and you have to, like, deprogram them. Yeah. And, like, remind them that, like, life can be cool. Life isn't all terrible. Because basically... a bunch of people break Arena out of the Nakiri estate <laughs> and hide out at Polar Star. Oh, actually, I uh, th- this brings uh, up something I wrote down I wanted to bring up. So with the number of times that, like, Soma, uh, and, you know, in this case, all of these characters just kind of go from Polar Star to the Nakiri estate, are they next-door neighbors? Like, they gotta be, like, really close, it's right? Really like, fit. he just, like... You know, he'll just be driving by and see them and be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, like, maybe they'll do my taste testing. Like, they gotta be right next to each other, right? <laughs> it's like, we need a map of the estate of the whole... We do, though. We do. Anyways, they break her out. Yeah, so, I mean, a lot... You know, Arena kind of explains the shit that she's had to go through, and the residents are like, oh, man, yeah, no, we got you. Yeah, no, everybody's like, yeah, we'll, we'll take care of you, we'll hide you out. Um, also, try my food. You know, at the same time, like, it doesn't seem like necessarily the smartest place to hide her, but whatever. Sure. You know what? It's, it's an anime. Well, it doesn't quite feel, like, it's, it's this weird thing of, like, it doesn't even necessarily feel like they're trying to hide her, per se. It's like they're, it's the thing of, of like, uh, how do I put this? It's like, it's more of a, like, you don't have a reason to take her away without telling everyone that you suck. Mm, that that makes a lot more sense. Like, it's the kind of thing of, like, if you do anything over the top, we don't think that you have a strong enough collective control for people to just say, no, eh, whatever. That's true. That's true. There are rules. We live in a society. <laughs> we live in a society. Uh, but yeah, yeah I mean, that very excited like we've set the table this is honestly the where it starts to be where i'm super excited to talk about this show and why i was like we should do this next bit on this show this is where shit starts kicking off and it gets like you get some real fun plot stuff you remember plot well like i remember, think it's it's really nice do you remember long-term them, plot andrew yeah it gets them out of the quagmire of like okay we're just making food fights yeah i mean i did really like i like the the festival. I thought that was a lot of fun, but, but I'm it also glad was we're still getting... kind of like an extended food fight. Yeah, you know, one with a bit more character growth. Yeah, but I'm glad we're you know here we are. We have 
We got some plot about to happen. Yes, Soma and... is about to fight food fascism. Yes, the food resistance. So you're either going to have to watch that on your own, or you can tune in next week. I mean, or you can do both. Yeah, I would suggest both, frankly. I would suggest both. I, I would say both. Both? This is this is going to be some good... Yeah. Por que no los dos? That doesn't yeah. sound like American. <laughs> uh, get out of my podcast. <laughs> Gain you out. If you don't love it, leave it. God. Oh, God. This is, uh, this is definitely been our most controversial episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we Actually, don't no, get frankly, shit We're the... just making fun of dumb shit. I mean, we are, but I mean, that still doesn't make it not controversial. That's unfortunately. <laughs> just because it's dumb shit. And... God, if we don't get shit for this, you know what that means, Andrew? We're invincible. <laughs> we can say anything um, we mm, want. Yeah, mm, maybe not. Mm, mm, mm. Absolutely anything. We can even say... I don't know, I had a long bleep in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So next week, we're doing 7 to 12. And again, if you want to look at Anything further on the schedule, it's at aom.pizza. I think that's it for today. That's it. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.